Make room for sport. Absolutely perfect. Make 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 room make room for sport for sport. Make room for for sport. Make room for for sport. Sport sport. Okay, hi, hey America, we're back. We took a, a hiatus, uh, but this is the Bill Simmons podcast. I'm your once and future host, Mike Simmons. I'm joined in America South by uh, Dave Simmons. Uh, it's very happy to be here. Thank you. And on the West Coast in Los Angeles, California, by Mikel Simmons. Good afternoon, Mikel. So excited. Um, so we almost. We almost divorced the podcast. Um, we got really close to stepping away, but we're back because it's Super Bowl week and we have a lot to talk about and we have a lot of storylines that I think we're interested in and we have some questions about the Super Bowl and maybe some, some trivia for the Super Bowl. Oh. It's funny because I have both all of the questions and also all of the trivia. <laughs> I have trivia about the NBA. Oh, right. And also there are other sports in addition to football going on. Yeah. But this is the Super Bowl special episode. I feel like this is going to be our first Stone Cold Sober uh, episode in a while. Now, right as you were saying that, I took a sip of Jameson. Oh, okay. So one, one idea I had for a way in, I thought we should maybe like get right into the yeah, action. Well, no, my first question, when is the Super Bowl? Who's in it? When, yeah, so that's an excellent, excellent question. It's um, this coming Sunday, the 4th of February. Um, I think kickoff is 640, and uh, we're looking at the Eagles and the Patriots. America's team, the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, Satan's team, the New England Patriots. <laughs> Got it. We did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> go, go ahead, Dave. Are, are we sure it's on Sunday? I think it might be on Saturday. Well, I mean, if history is any indication, it'll be Sunday. Um, but that would be a funny thing they could do is to play the game a day early just to fuck with the country. What, what day is Phil from Hong Kong? What day is his Mon- Super Bowl? <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Monday? <laughs> Let's Monday. say Monday? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I had some ideas. One idea is, Mikel, do you want to ask any questions about either the Super Bowl generally or this particular Super Bowl? This particular Super Bowl. <laughs> right. But do you want to ask any questions about this particular Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Do you want to ask them now? Yeah. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, no, I do, I do. All right, who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback for the Eagles? Well, as we know, it's Nick Foles, and so that's like kind of the story of the game is that the it's the first time in a while that you've had a, a backup quarterback uh, leading his team into the Super Bowl. Nick Foles has been like part of the Eagles story for a bunch of years. I think it was I wrote it in the outline, but I guess none of us have it in front of us. I think it was 2013. He had this kind of golden year with the Eagles. And then uh, was traded, I think, two years after that, languished in um, what was then the St. Louis Rams. And then the Eagles uh, signed him again this offseason as the backup. And he went from being really hard to watch, just like so slow, so weak, no confidence, to all of a sudden in the, in the NFC Championship game was just like better than anyone could have possibly imagined. 
What college did he go to, Mike? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like somewhere like wholesome and normal. Is he the guy that looks like me? Yeah, yeah. He's known as Ugly Mikel. I, I think he might be more handsome. No, he's not. But I know. Uh, I looked up where he went to school. I can't remember. Yeah, it was wholesome. He went to like. A, I can't remember. He went to one of those colleges that like takes ugly guys and makes them handsome. Yeah. <laughs> like University of Nebraska, I think. Yeah, I don't like you. Yeah. You could go there if you're ugly, and you could leave handsome. <laughs> right. Um, so Nick yeah. Foles is uh, taller than me. America might want to know. Um, what made him so amazing in those final games? And also, part two of my question: Do you think he always knew inside of his head, like? I got this. I'm really good. No one's just seen it yet. Or do you think he surprised right. himself? I love that second question. I think he did not know that he was awesome. I think he surprised himself. I think he suspected he might be awesome, maybe under the perfect circumstances. But I don't think he. I don't think he knew. Hmm. Like almost like a spirit taking over his body. Yeah, as if you were body snatched. Um, but I think even like more importantly, I think it might be possible that he was he's only good under really, really unique circumstances. And the weird and beautiful thing about football is that there's such a small data sample. You know, like there's only sixteen games in a season and then if you win three games in the playoffs, you win the whole thing. So it's not it's not like baseball where you play like for so many months and you play so many games that like eventually the best teams kind of rise to the surface in football you often have teams that just like kind of get hot and get the right combination of fortune and then all of a sudden you have these interesting stories um uh like the eagles at least with with nick Foles. so the eagles are also most people agree the roster top to bottom better than the patriots except everyone's really? yeah except that the patriots of course have the like the the brady belichick thing going on can i ask yeah. a question Yes. Things equal. Um, which is more important in Philadelphia, the Eagles or the 76ers? Well, in Philadelphia and then also to you and your family. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So in Philadelphia, definitely the Eagles by far. By, by a long shot, maybe like twice as important. Um, some of that has to do with the fact that the Sixers have been unwatchable for almost 20 years. Um, the Sixers were, like, in the 80s, that was when, like, Philly sports kind of reigned supreme. So the Phillies, the Sixers, and the Eagles were all great. Right. The Sixers have been so bad for so long, since, like, 2001, 2002 was the last time they were actually good. So people right. lost interest, for sure. Um, and it's, it's always been known as a, a football city. So definitely the Eagles, like... People into Alan Yeah. Philly? Very much yeah. so, but in a slightly problematic way. So, like, the history of the way he was received by the city has been changed a little bit in the cultural memory. So everyone likes to remember him as a hero that we all loved. I think at the time, um, our appreciation of him was like definitely seen through a kind of problematic racial filter that like, um, he was like a difficult young black man. Um, and I think that the, like the racist white Philadelphia fan base had, had a hard time coming around to that. And like, a lot of the stereotypes that 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 came out of that about like him not liking to practice and him being late to stuff, all that kind of stuff, um, played into it. What about Donovan McNabb? Did, did Philadelphia like Donovan McNabb? Also tricky. Uh, definitely like a love hate kind of situation. 
How about John Crook? Everybody loved John Crook, um, which is also problematic, maybe. Um, yeah, that, that kind of hit the nail on huh. Yeah, Yeah, he was just like an affable, lunk-headed white guy. Um, right. Lenny Dykstra, everybody loved, right? I mean, scrappy, classic scrappy white guy. Also, doesn't he have a drug problem and all kinds of weird... Or he definitely had a DUI or some kind of thing. Yeah, he, all kinds of problems. And then he was in jail, so he just got out of jail. He embezzled money. He owned some car washes or something. And he had some Probably, Ponzi right? schemes or, like, stock troubles. Right. Probably did not really hurt his his sort of folklore. Uh, he's... Who, I don't know. He, he became a punchline. I think eventually it did, but not in a... Um, like, there was no actual animus for him in the way that there was for Iverson and McNabb. What about Randall Cunningham? He was beloved. Okay. He was beloved, except for what, like, every athletic black quarterback gets, which is, like... People thought he wasn't like a pure pocket passer. Reggie so, White. What does that mean? Excuse me. What does Re- that mean? Pure, pure oh, pocket. Like rather than a quarterback who could scramble a little bit or a lot, like Randall Cunningham or a, a many other quarterbacks. Um, there's like a certain kind of football purist, I think, who still wants like a handsome six foot two white quarterback to, or six foot five white quarterback to like stand still and throw bombs. Put in your pocket kind of football purist i would say the majority of the foot of the nfl fan base you might be right about that yeah i feel like when you t- you know when you tune into the um you know the post-game show or the pre-game show on any of these networks like actually that's like all the dudes it's like steve young trent dilfer um there's another one you know like exactly like what you just described but um what about Oh, and yeah, just Randall Cunningham, Britt, is, uh, yeah, he was like, you know who Randall Cunningham is, we used to in Texas Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't ask who he was, I asked what the pocket pass thing was. Uh, Oh, oh, yeah. Do you know what the, do you want me to explain what the pocket is? Yes, I think, yes. So the pocket, like, when the quarterback gets the ball, the center snaps it to the quarterback, and the quarterback, like, takes a few steps back. Yeah. The kind of area that surrounds him with all the fat guys. Yeah. That's called the pocket. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then the pocket pass is when he throws it from within the pocket? Yeah, like a a, a, a pocket passer is someone who like prefers to stay right in that area and just like make his reads, decide who's going to be open, and throw the ball. So he's like not risky? Right. Yeah, he's not risky. And, like, there's well, the no- idea that he's using his intellect, not his athleticism. Right. Uh, Which is where it gets problematic. What about uh, that one quarterback? Um, uh, well, go on. I'll, I'll tell you when I remember his name. Can we just quickly? I want to hear about Reggie White. Reggie White was beloved, um, absolutely beloved. And I'm trying to think, figure out what was the main difference. I think one difference was that he was really religious, so he oh, really? had he had a certain kind of wholesome character, uh, or right. at least like in the in the popular imagination. His nickname was the Minister of Defense. Um, was it, he Cunningham's team? Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. They had Warren a, Moon. That's who it was. Yeah, Warren Moon. <laughs> yeah, Oilers. Yeah, but yeah, he was like the other '90s black quarterback. He was a pocket passer. Warren Moon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember Warren Moon that well. He played on the the Oilers, right? Yes. Yeah, Warren Moon. The Oilers at that time. Um, what was the name of their offense? The run and gun, or the Oilers used to used to play with four four wide receivers, oh, which right. was pretty. 
That time they did, had four. Who do they usually had, play with? What does the team usually play with? Ernest Givens, Haywood Jeffries. They had a year where they had four wide receivers that caught over 80 receptions in a season, which was like, there was a lot less, you know, there was a lot more running in the NFL at that time, I think, than there is now. Like, I think now it's like really common for receivers to have like 120 re- receptions in a, in, a, in a year. But that was like really unusual at the time. And they had like, I think a couple guys had over 100 or at least over 90 receptions in a How season. How many wide receivers does a team typically have? I mean, at that time, I don't really follow football anymore, but at that time it was more common to have like two wing receivers and one slot receiver, so one inside and then like a tight end. But they were running with like four guys who could all like stri- like run all the way down the field, which was so you, which was a- you can like play with. I, I thought the like the setup of players was uh, fixed, like. No, no. I mean, I it's kind of like basketball, Macau, where like one advantage teams will try to get is they'll try to get uh, like position advantages. So that if you put like some teams now will play with like four receivers on almost every down, um, because that means that the defense has to have enough guys on the field to guard those four guys. Uh, Drew um, Hill, remember the the, four, the third and fourth guys? Oh, they had a guy Drew named Drew Hill. Hill. Yeah, and then there's one more Euler. That's great. Yeah. I, lo- I love how your like football knowledge is contained to like one really specific but deep like memory of the what is that like the mid nineties the early nineties three yeah. to ninety eight yeah right <laughs> something like well, that can I rope this thing back into Nick Foles and yeah please I do to ask, what is um like what's he especially good at what's his what are we looking for him to do that's really special and awesome? Right. Well, this is going to sound like damning by faint praise, but I think what he's especially good at when he's doing well is just not fucking up in a bad way. So, right. like, he doesn't have a particularly strong arm. He's not particularly fast. He's not known for, like, being super smart and picking apart defenses in the manner of Tom Brady. But he is, like, dependable. When he's at his best, he's dependable. So he tends to, like, make the right choice and, like, not throw interceptions and not take bad sacks and not make any bad choices. Is he a jack-of-all-trades, master of none? Um, he's not even a jack-of-all-trades. He's, like, a, what's one, one notch below jack-of-all-trades? Like a john-of-all-trades. He's a john-of-all-trades. <laughs> But I mean that. That said, I am like truly enamored and inspired by Nick Foles at this point. Or like, like a, he's like a Hank of all trades. <laughs> Hank of all trades. Um, yeah, I don't want to give the impression that he's not exciting, and that this is—it's an amazing story. Like a guy who, like two weeks ago, no one even—you know—in the national media, no one had any idea who he was, and now he's like, you know, doing the crazy Super Bowl media week out in Minneapolis, and. Um, told this really heartwarming story this week to some reporter about how, like, when he goes home at night and sees his daughter, he just thinks about uh, what kind of man does he want to be for his daughter, and like, what does his do- what does he want his daughter to know that his her dad accomplished in his life? It's like totally wholesome. There's nothing wrong with it, and it's just like you hope he wins. I hope he wins. Oh, I heard that um, Tom Brady got pissed about a uh, radio announcer calling his daughter a little. An annoying little pissant, pissant, or however you say that word. He did. That's that yeah. story, yeah. Yeah. So both quarterbacks are like trying to get at America's heart. Yeah, right. Can I say I've never really understood the word pissant? Me neither. 
I never I think, understood how to say it. I think it's like in the army, and you're in the jungle or the desert, and you just like pull out your dick and and pee on a trail of ants. <laughs> and piss ant would be one of those ants that's peed on by like a lieutenant or something. Right, and oh, then the yeah. other ants call it the piss ant, and that's why it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not a lot in the colony. I understand why Tom Brady would be angry then. If someone called that to his daughter, that Tom Brady's a fucking piss ant. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, um. I never heard about his jacket. Oh yeah, you had a story about his jacket. What did he? He bought a jacket, or he lost a jacket? That was huge. He wore a huge. He wore a huge jacket. Yeah, like a David Byrne jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would, if I were the richest man in the world, I would pay Tom Brady to wear a David Byrne jacket. And just make him dance around. <laughs> just look up. He wore it last week. You can look it up. He wears right. a huge jacket. It's bigger than the David Byrne jacket. All right. I'm going to go into Simon's research corner. Should we address Simon's absence from the podcast, or should we just pretend that we're not hurt? Um, let's not give him any attention. Okay. <laughs> um, while you're in the research corner... Um, I will start a sentence and not know how to finish it. Come on, Dave, do this. Oh, that is a really uh, big jacket. <laughs> what? Is that real? No, that's not real. I gotta look it up now. Everyone at home listening, go listen. No, it's not real. These are these these are just funny memes. <laughs> Can you text me a photo of what you're looking at, Mike? <laughs> that's a really big jacket. It's <laughs> There's no way. All right, hold on. We got to text it to Dave. I'm outside walking on the street, America, so I need yeah. a little help. Is that really his check? <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> There's Thank no you. way. No, you're looking at the same thing. Are you guys in the same room? <laughs> because if you Google it, there's, like, there's only one jacket that comes up. That's <laughs> huge. Um, but, Mikhail, you heard about this, right? I, yes, I did. This was your idea? Find <laughs> <laughs> it? Yeah, it's coming It's coming through the transom right now. It's coming to get it you. Is, uh, I don't think you know, it could be real. It's like you could... It's like uh, one of those episodes of Scooby-Doo where they have like a bunch of people in an old man's overcoat. Or in, in sideways stories from wayside schools. <laughs> There's a, one of those stories is about Sammy the Rat, who's like a new student. But they keep taking his jackets off, and he like has like a hundred jackets. And when they get to the last jacket, it's just a rat. <laughs> Wait, is that is that what Tom Brady is on the inside? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like Tom Brady is just a rat, and then like also uh, some like a, a handsome guy, and then yeah. also like a, a robot that plays football. I wish Simon were here because me and Simon. No, I think it's real. I think that's really his jacket. That's going to be like my uh, my key to the game for the Eagles is going to be like to 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 get down to the the rat core of Tom Brady. <laughs> what is the? Uh, can you tell us actually? Uh, so what are we watching for, Mike? Oh right, um, if, if we watch. Yeah, so let's see a a couple of things. I think the main one key will be like 
the Eagles' defense has been really good all year at getting pressure on the quarterback and getting into the backfield without having to blitz. So they can get pressure on Tom Brady with just their like their front four, their four defensive linemen. Um, and added to that is the fact that they have they have pretty much like two full strings of defensive linemen that can rotate. So those guys can stay fairly fresh throughout the whole game. So if you and listen, if they they push the quarterback. They put the pressure on Tom Brady. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So are they the best defense in the NFL this year? Um, I mean, they're definitely, they're, they were definitely up there. The number one defense, I think, by like stats and by score was the Vikings. Um, but then, of course, the Eagles scored like 5,000 points on them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are, the, are the Patriots, is the Patriots, do they have a good defense? The Patriots defense is not great. It's, it's ordinary in every way. So huh. the Eagles should be able to score some points. Um, like again, on paper, honestly, if Carson Wentz was the quarterback, I would say the Eagles win by like 14 points. Um, what's the line? Like, what's the, the betting odds? The line last time I checked was four for um, Patriots or for the Eagles. Pa- the Patriots, yeah. Huh. What makes Tom Brady so good? If he even is good? Well, I mean, he's a cheater, first of all. Right. He like, like known. Helium in the football last year. He doesn't yeah. eat tomatoes. He won't eat tomatoes because he said they they cause inflammation. Yeah, he uh, might be right about that. I mean, yeah, he, he won't eat shade grown vegetables. Just and just he because drinks. Tom Brady's wrong about some things doesn't mean he's wrong about everything. We have to keep that in mind. He also drinks. He says you have to drink. Um, was was this you guys I was talking about this with? That you have to. He he drinks, and says that everyone should drink um, half half your weight. In ounces of water every day. <laughs> wow! This what not us. So it has. That's about right. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's right about that. Yeah. See, we. That's it's another a, thing. A little more. It's a little more than the FDA prescribed amount, but you know. It's sense. a little more. Yeah, it's a little more, but it's close enough. Um. So wait. The question is, why is Tom Brady so good? That's yeah. Like, what's his? What's his? Is he great at uh? Sp- Spirals? Does he throw mean spiral? Does he do good hail marys? Does he do little throws from the pocket? Right. Well, I guess. I mean, I think what he's known for is being hail like, marys. <laughs> just hail marys. Yeah, he's known for being <laughs> like really cerebral and like being like outsmarting a defense, like kind of knowing knowing what the defense will do before they do it. That's his main. That's his main like on the field skill. I would say. So, so, so when he has the huddle, he's anticipating what the defense will do, and he's telling the other players what to do because he thinks he's going to outsmart the defense. Well, yeah, essentially. I mean, the other thing is that, like, the coach is, like, he has a little microphone or a little speaker in his helmet, and the coach is saying, here's the play you're going to run. So the, the offensive coordinator has a lot to do with that. But then in terms of deciding what the best move is given the play that's been called – that's what kind of separates Tom Brady from everybody else. I mean, he's indisputably the best, unfortunately, the best quarterback probably ever. Um, just at, like, looking at the defense, seeing where guys are, and then knowing who's going to be open and when. Well, what does the coach do then? Well, the offensive coordinator, um, for the most part, is the, is the person who's calling the, the plays. So, like, saying, we're going to run this play right now. Okay. But I thought Tom Is this Brady- passer rating higher than like people like Dan Marino and uh, I don't know 
Steve Young? Yeah, I don't know. It must be. I would imagine. I would imagine it is. But the the real I don't thing, know, man. the real thing he's known for is just like Manning. Can someone? Yeah, go ahead. We can Google it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably yeah, not as the, high. The he's not known for being quite as efficient as those guys, so he's not like a, a tactical surgeon in the way that Peyton Manning was. But like in the in the clutch, Tom Brady is just like right. infuriatingly good and calm. Um, right and calm. You put in, you threw in and calm. Like that's a big deal, huh? Yeah, I would say it's a big deal. There's always a moment in a Patriots game where like the Patriots are losing, and then the camera cuts to Tom Brady, and he's just marching around on the sidelines, screaming at everyone, and then they start to win. Yeah, he's not always calm. He's always calm on the field. Uh, I don't think he's calm. I think he's boring. Oh. I don't know if he's boring. I think he's evil. I think he's kind of like American Psycho. You know that he went to um, my wife's high school, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, my, except my wife went to an all-girls school. <laughs> I didn't... But no, he went, he went to the adjacent... It was a Catholic school. He went to the male... Uh, <laughs> Are you... <laughs> What what happens if we just decide to believe you about that? Yeah, it It, sounds less and less credible as you add on. It's true. And she went. She said in in high school he was he was the same. He was like really boring and calm. He was going out with. He didn't. He didn't date any girls. Oh yeah, I was going to ask if he was dating Giselle. (laughs) No, he didn't date at all in high school. He was like quiet. Um, Like one of those those jocks that's like. Doesn't ever make jokes or isn't fun. Well, didn't he also? He wasn't even. Uh, was it in college or high school? Like he didn't even make varsity like until like junior year or something. Yeah, he, well, he played a different sport. He, he was like a. He was also. A, I forget, but yeah, he kind of played. I forget what Tiffany told me. He. Um, no, but I think I think it's in college. I think it's at Michigan. Uh, like there's some slight that he like always keeps close. Um, I forget who it is, but there's another like semi-famous. You know, future NFL quarterback that was picked over him, and I think like one season he started as the starter for a few games, and then he got benched or something. And um, that's like his—I don't know—his creation myth. That's yeah, yeah. And then he was—I guess—he was also drafted really low in the NFL draft. He was. Yeah. He was drafted like in the sixth round or something, like really low. Uh, maybe well, lower. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We used to like watch a video of like Tom Brady watching David Blaine eat glass or something oh yeah, yeah. right that was, that was good Giselle was there too yeah she was um so I mean America has a really hard choice to make because no one wants to root for the Patriots but everyone kind of hates Philadelphia so there's this weird I think like some emotional uh, why do you think people hate Philadelphia I just because of like the the general understanding of Philadelphia sports especially is that we're like vulgar and we like throw things and get upset all the time. Do you guys listen to that song, the streets of Philadelphia a lot? (laughs) Yeah. That's how the teams get pumped up. They play that in the stadiums, (laughs) but they actually like, they slow it down just to relax everybody. Cause that song's a little aggressive. So they just like, they play it at half speed. (laughs) The the second Bruce Springsteen reference on this phone call. Oh, what was the first? Yeah, what was the first? Oh, because when you guys were talking about how low, how like it was my my uh, 
call quality sounded like a 1970s um, lo-fi tape. I said, do I sound like Bruce Springsteen on, on Nebraska? Uh, see, we but couldn't, I think oh, we even couldn't hear, hear you. Yeah, we couldn't even hear that. <laughs> I was disappointed because it got no reaction at all. I was like, they must have not heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't hear that. We didn't hear um, that. Where is the Super Bowl this year going to be held? It's in Minneapolis. What's going um, on there? Well, oh, that sucks. The Vikings almost made it to play at home. Yeah, they would have been the first team ever to play at home. Uh, and then they really? had to like they had to clean out their lockers so that the team that beat them could move in. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, There's oh, been all kinds a- of funny stuff. So apparently like a lot of Vikings fans feel as though they were mistreated in Philadelphia in the in the game last week. And uh, there've been these really I think fascinating stories about fans in in Minneapolis who claim that they're going to like become Uber drivers so they can pick up Eagles fans and then drive them like into the woods and <laughs> drop them off. Um, huh. Or like there were rumors that people were canceling Airbnbs if they found out that Eagles fans had rented their houses. That's terrifying. Um, when was the last time either one of these teams won a Super Bowl? Uh, the Eagles never. <laughs> the Patriots won last year, man. <laughs> it was like a trick question. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it's for it's for the people listening who probably don't know. I mean, I know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but the Patriots. Yeah. In fairness to Mikel, they didn't win any Super Bowls between last year and right now. <laughs> and the NFL, they, season, um, it, it it takes course over two years. So <laughs> right. that's good. yeah. Hardly anyone knows that. <laughs> So my understanding, this would be like Tom Brady's sixth Super Bowl, right? Like a Michael Jordan? Uh, I think more than that, because he's won five. His sixth win. No, his sixth win. His sixth oh, sixth win. win. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gotten to seven before this. Right. Lost twice. But um, did he, were any of those back-to-back? It must have been. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if any were back-to-back. I did have a thing I wanted to talk about, though, which is, like, given the fact that all the Patriots' Super Bowl wins have been by very small point differentials, um, yeah. I heard somebody float the idea that they were, like, a soft dynasty or a weak dynasty. Ah, that's funny. They've won, I think they won, like, three of them by three points, one by four, and one by six. Uh-huh. Which means, like, Almost all of those games ended on a final drive that came down came down to one possession. What's yeah. a soft dynasty? Dynasty. You know, like you, just described it. Like you would imagine a dynasty uh, as being a team that like demolishes everybody and just yeah, like, yeah. you know. But the Patriots tend to just like squeak by in a field goal. Gross. It sounds it's gross. It is gross. <laughs> it's icky. Yeah. Uh, apparently Brady had a Donald Trump make America great hat in his locker in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, no, he's, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, and Bel- <laughs> Belichick, I think, like, publicly supported Trump. Robert Kraft, the owner, is like a known donor to the Trump campaign. Owner, known donor. Owner, known donor. Um, and on the flip side, the Eagles have, like, a bunch of just really cool and socially aware players. Um, Chris Long is their player who, like, donated his entire mm-hmm. salary this year to a bunch of public school systems all over the country. Wait, what's his name? salary? Yeah. What's his name? Say it again. Uh, How much money is that? In what position? Chris Chris Long is a defensive end. Um and it's a lot of money. Like he's a he's a Pro you know, Bowl? He's a wow. moderate a moderate star. I wouldn't say he's in the I don't think he made the Pro Bowl, but he's one of the defense's best players for sure. 
Damn. Was actually on the Patriots last year. So he played in the Super Bowl last really? year for the Patriots. And then the oh, wow. Eagles uh, traded for him or signed him, I guess, this offseason. Um, nice signing. So, yeah. So he's. He should be. Everyone should, in America should know who he is. Yeah, I think I feel like this week he's going to be one of the main like human interest stories for like non-football fans who are trying to figure stuff out. Um, are the Eagles uh, wide receivers healthy? They are oh. all healthy, as far as I know. So that's um, what's the dude from the Bears, Alshon Jeffrey? Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey. Did he make it through the whole season healthy? Because he's he, always been an injury problem. He did. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I th- as far as I know, he did. I don't remember him being out at all. And Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, healthy. Um, and and who, who else do they good? have? Uh, Tory Smith is the third. Tory Smith is what is he like? Seventy-five years old. He's old. He's still super fast, but um, he likes to like almost catch a pass, but then bat it down with his hands at the last minute. <laughs> like, wait, am I confusing him? Was he on the Rams? Like with Kurt, uh, or is that another Tory? I don't think with th- Kurt. I, yeah, I don't think that dude? was. No, he couldn't have been Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. There's no. a Tory. There's a very fast Tory. He's the one. Oh, Tory Smith's the one from the uh, 49ers, maybe? Uh, I thought he was on the. Let's see. Where did he come from? I'm looking this yeah, up. Yeah, the right research now. corner? I'm in okay, the research yeah. corner, yeah. I, uh, let's see. The Ravens. That's right. That's what I thought. Oh. But he's never on the 49ers? He was, yeah. He drafted okay, by the okay. Ravens in 2011, traded to the 49ers in 2015. Chris, right. are we talking about Chris Longstone? No, <laughs> no. Can you Google? Can you Google another another thing for me, real quick? Yeah, I'm already in. So once it's in, it's um, warmed up, and I can use it whenever just, I want. Just like best Thai food in Richmond, Virginia. No problem. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, no, but um, can, no, you can you look for uh, Kurt? I kind of want to know the answer to that now. But um, what's the dude's last name again? Kurt. Um, can't keep that name in my head. Kurt Warner. Uh, Rams. Can you put Kurt Warner, Tory, and then see? Yeah. He played with a wide receiver named Tory. Yeah, I can do that. Kurt Warner. Yeah. By the way, Chris Long has to get a tattoo of uh, Raholi's face on his body. Tori Holt, Dave. Oh, Tori Holt, yeah. right. Wait, what was that about a tattoo, Mikkel? That seemed important. Chris Long lost a bet and he has to get a tattoo of, of, of Penn Raholi's face. Who? Ken <laughs> Raholi? <laughs> Um, and his teammate, his teammate, you know. Where? Oh, okay. Where? Uh, where on his body? Yeah. I think anywhere he wants. Oh, okay. He'll ask a bet. Um, Dave, I have your other question. Of- the, oh, best, the best oh, Thai restaurant in Richmond is called I Thai's Restaurant. I Thai's. What's the address? Uh, 1108 Courthouse Road. I don't know where that is. There's another okay. one uh, called Sabai. Oh, I know that place, yeah. Yeah, that's beloved. That, that place is really good. They have great cocktails. It's on Broad Street, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so here's the deal. If the Eagles win, the celebration will be on Broad Street. So you should go to your Broad Street at Sabai and get a cocktail on Sunday night if they win. We have a Broad Street in L.A. too. Oh, oh shit. let's all do that. I'll find out. Really Mikhail, I'm going to do some research. I'll find out what's on Broad Street in uh, L.A. The, where you could go Chinatown I think alright um, so yeah that's the Eagles receivers everybody's healthy everybody feels good um, the one the interesting Who's thing about, the running back yeah they have they have two like kind of powerhouse running backs they have Jay Ajayi Blunt. and LeGarrette uh-huh. Blunt. 
And then they oh, have... Oh, yeah, Jay Ajayi is good. Yeah, really good. And, like, yeah, like, a really cool guy. And then they have a young guy named um, Chris Clement, who is kind of a local product, unheralded, um, maybe even, an, like, an undrafted free agent when he came into the league. And he's I like there, that phrase, Mike, local product. Local product, yeah. yeah. Um, like, organic, uh, free-range, gluten-free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... He's their like change of speed back. He's like a, he's faster and quicker. Oh, um, and nice. the other two guys, they're both kind of like brutes that want to lower their shoulders and go straight. Where did he go to college? Ooh, that's a good question. Chris Clement. I have no idea. I couldn't even guess. Okay. Yeah. But he went to high school in, in Philly or in Pennsylvania. I think he went to high school in South Jersey. Okay. Um, where you once were. <laughs> Me? Yeah. You were there, Dave. You were. You were. <laughs> oh right, that one time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, wait, wait, let's not let's not get into that on the podcast. Do you want to take a break and hear some Super Bowl fun facts about Super Bowl and Super Bowl snacks uh, sponsored by Axe and Subaru? <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, once uh, more, I'll do it a little better. Do you want to hear some Super Bowl fun facts about the Super Bowl and Super Bowl snacks brought to you and sponsored by Axe and Subaru? <laughs> <laughs> I just think Subaru should be before X if you want to really make it pop, like uh, sort of uh, rhyme scheme right. and yeah, I don't want right. to say it again. I don't want to say it again though. Okay, okay. Right. You want to say it? Do you want to hear? No, I can't remember what it is. Some fun facts and about Super Bowls and snacks sponsored by Subaru and X. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Dave's got it. Better. All right, let's hear it, Mikel. Do it. Well. According uh, to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Super Bowl Sunday is America's second largest food consumption day. <laughs> what do you think beats it? Only one other day. Easter. And Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're so gross, man. Like, we, uh... Here's sorry, some, that was really lame that I called out the right answer. But, uh... <laughs> um, Here's some more gross out. Here's some more gross out. Eight million Valentine's pounds day. of guacamole... Um, is consumed. Can we edit out Super that Bowl. part where I stepped on it? <laughs> no, Dave, it's it's always it's always worth being right, no matter what. Like correctness is the highest virtue. Um it's nothing to be ashamed we're of. Really, we're really gross. Like and it's not just us, it's just this it's like un, we can't undo it, right? Like that we've like nah. just commodified everything and made everything about like consumption and production. Like it's like really eight Million. It's so weird that there's a day when everyone overeats, you know, or like multiple days, is, or like. Oh yeah, it's really well, get, gross. It's, I wanted to, so many things are going, running through my mind right now. Dave, eight million pounds of guacamole is consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. I feel like that's low. That sounds low to me. <laughs> it might be eight million pounds. Well, how many pounds is one batch? No idea. I, feel like I can eat like at least five pounds myself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you no one makes less than a pound of guacamole, right? Right. So you're saying only eight million guacamole bowls are made on Super Bowl Sunday? I call bullshit. No, you're. I mean, only one million. I don't have any source. I, I can't cite my sources for that fact. <laughs> Wait, Wait, no. The first one, first you said I don't have any sources. That's more true, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely checking out uh, KidsWorld.com. <laughs> Um, 14,500 tons of chips are eaten with the guacamole. That sounds legit. 14,000, because he used the word tons. What, is that, what does that equal? That equals 28, 28, 
14,500 tons? Yes. So 28 million pounds? 29 million pounds? Of chips. You did that that in your head, Dave? That's really... That's good math. Well, because a thousand times a thousand is a million, and then there's two... 2,000 pounds in a ton. Yeah. 14.5 times 2 is All right, I believe, I believe that figure. I believe... Yeah, that sounds accurate. Now, what else? Do you have the figure on salsa? It sounds, it sounds low, man, because don't like... Isn't it like... Like, how many viewers are there? Of, well, yeah, I guess every viewer doesn't need a pound of chips. All right. <laughs> I mean, we, we might be partial to guacamole, you know. True. Whereas other parts of the country don't eat it that much, maybe. Right. I mean, in California, we definitely get a lot of avocados more than the rest of the country. Right. In your face. I so, miss that shit, man. I actually had like a really good avocado here last week, and it struck me that I was so happy about having a good avocado. Like, really <laughs> I sad. would say one out of every six avocados I buy is good. Oh, yeah, wow. right. And yeah. they're fucking no, expensive, totally too. Tiffany has told me that I have a skill of knowing when an avocado is perfectly ripe. Which is, I didn't really know I had the skill, or like, I still don't really believe her, but she liked to say that. It seems like maybe it's, that could be a really big euphemism. <laughs> or, or a sixth sense. Yeah. Um, um, so here's where it's going to get really gross, guys. There's a rumor um, that sewage systems in major cities occasionally fail during Super Bowl halftime. Because so many people Ew. go to the bathroom and flush the toilet at the same time. Ew. Don't uh, worry. There's no evidence to support that claim, but... <laughs> Wait. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck am I listening to right now? <laughs> it's a real emotional roller coaster. <laughs> but just, just thinking of it, it could be possible. I mean, it makes sense. Like, it makes sense. Wait, so the gross part about that is that there's a rumor about it. Like because that suggests that people may have made it up, and that's somehow even grosser than actual sewage backups. Yeah, the gross that's even grosser that. than duty. <laughs> gross part is that people would make something like that up and spread right. it around as truth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's nasty. Yeah, um, spreading a, a rumor about duty is even grosser than taking a duty. <laughs> um, let's see. What were you what talking else? about, Brit? About you, you like to sit on the toilet backwards <laughs> these days? What was that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you sit on the toilet backwards, it's great because then like, the back of the toilet is like a table. So you can put like a food on it or whatever you want. You know? Is it like, um, like sitting backwards on a chair to be cool? Like that character from a different world? Yeah, except, except you have to take your, you have to take, you have to fully take your pants and underwear off. Though. What was his name? Jay, um, that guy had a cool name. Uh, yeah, he did. He had like, uh, his first name rhymed with his last name, or it was alliteration. Um, oh, it was like it was like J- Dwayne Wade or something. Dwayne, oh, yeah. Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne, Dwayne Wayne. Wayne. Good job, Mikael. Yeah. That was awesome. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, Man. you got to take, take your pants all the way off. That's what you right. forget about. That's actually. the downside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say that's what that's you can't forget about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's all upside except that one part. <laughs> um, just to, just to clarify for the viewers, it doesn't mean you you go upside down right. in the bathroom. It's right. just you sit backwards on the it, right. Because if you say the reverse direction, some people might interpret that as upside down, and then that's not good. Yeah. Do you like what really do you clear. put 
What do you put on the the tank table? Do you like? What do you put up there? Anything. Uh, anything. Blankets. Well, wait. What do you put on the toilet? On the table toilet? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, pigs and blankets. Um, Maybe like your sampler, like you can make some beats. Yeah, I mean, do you, <laughs> do you mean what do you put on there on Super Bowl Sunday, or just? Well, yeah. Now that you mention it, that seems like what's most apropos. Um, I would put on. I wasn't ready for this question. Yeah, like a little, like a Nick Foles figurine, or a cake, like a cake that looks like Nick Foles. Yes. Um, or like one of those things. Like remember when we were little, you could buy like a um, like a board game type thing that you you had to like kick field goals. Like you set it up and it's like plastic and. <laughs> yeah. You can, like, kick a field <laughs> yeah. goal through or whatever. You can set one of those up on your toilet. Yeah. Right. Like, 10-yard fight or something. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the, yeah, that was, like, the NES. That was, like, one of the first. You could buy that for, like, five bucks, I feel like. Weren't there, like, some NES games that you could... All right, we're off track a little bit. We're off track. So, basically, what would I put on the toilet bowl to eat <laughs> on Super Bowl Saturday? <laughs> Um, <laughs> What's the most delicious thing you've ever eaten while you're sitting backwards on a toilet bowl? Um, um, yeah, right. Because Super Bowl Sunday is all about like the best you have. Like you bring your A game. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like uh, yeah, bowl of ice, bowl of ice cream, maybe. This is not good. All right, should we do um, some? Um, should we do some score predictions for the game? Or do you have more snacks? I'll give you my last. Okay. Just my last, my last snack. Americans will eat. You guys can listen. Blank million pounds of food in one day on the Super Bowl Saturday. I would want to know how much we eat on a normal day. Good point. That's really good. So that's how many, how, how many people? And yeah. how many people in America? And how, how many are watching the Super Bowl? I think the let's see, uh, it's maybe like three hundred million. Three thirty in America. Three thirty. Yeah. Okay. Right. As fourteen billion hamburgers are going to be eaten on Super Bowl Sunday. Fourteen billion. That's what it says. That's what it says. <laughs> no. On, on what I'm reading. <laughs> so everybody's going to eat like forty-two. Everybody eats forty-two <laughs> burgers. <laughs> I have no idea. How. That's what like. <laughs> You guys didn't know this before you got into football, but that actually is true. Everyone eats 42 hamburgers. <laughs> I mean, how dare this website like, like post something that's so untrue. How do they get away with that? Man. Um, so wait, the question was how many millions of pounds are eaten, of food are eaten on Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah. I'll Total this, in America? Most Americans double their daily calories on Super Bowl Sunday. But not okay. necessarily the pounds of food they eat. That's calories. So that could be a trick. All right. <laughs> I have it. I know what it is. All right. Okay, what is it? It's going to be three billion pounds of food. <laughs> <laughs> it's not? Uh, it's, I, the number I came up with was 33 million pounds. <laughs> 33 million? That doesn't even make sense. That I would think only it's, be... Uh, it's more than that. I have a guess. My guess is 100... <laughs> Brit, Brit, you're... Wait I think minute. it's 150 on. million pounds. 
Hold on. I just realized that Brit is without a doubt just making this up as he goes along. Because, wait, hold on. 33, millions, <laughs> 33 million pounds of food would mean that each American eats one-tenth of a pound of food or 1.6 ounces of food on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, but, not every, but not everybody's eating, that's why. Like, one guy is eating. Oh, yeah, because some people are on a fast. Everyone's not. Every, every, on Super Bowl, on Super Bowl Sunday, everybody doesn't eat the equal amount of food in America. Right. That would be awesome, though. If that's, if that's how it works. Like, like everyone weighed out day. their food in the morning on Sunday. And everybody had to have it. Yeah. Had to, yeah. Right. Like Amazon delivers yeah, us each rails. a package, and that's our food, guys. We're off the rails. <laughs> but like 14 billion hamburgers has to be more than 33 million pounds, right? Wait, that's the actual number? <laughs> 33 million pounds? That's what you're saying? On the website, mynetdairy.com <laughs> backslash Super Bowl fun, Super Bowl snack facts dot HTML. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Thank we, you. Um, are we, is there any interest in talking a little basketball or no? Yeah, we could we can do that. We have some time. Go for it. Yeah, I'll be I'll be quiet for the rest. I don't of really have to talk that much basketball, but um, I found out one really crazy stat today that I wanted to share with America. Oh, fantastic! Awesome. Um, I found out who in the NBA in January had the second lowest plus minus, and I guess I should say what a plus minus is. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Plus, plus minus means like when you're on the court, um, you know the the point differential between your team and and whatever opponent. So like the sum okay. differential, or just the average differential over the course of I guess 48 minutes um, when you're on the court, or per game. I guess there's a lot of different ways that you could. But there there's a particular player that had the second lowest uh, plus minus in the NBA in January. Does anyone want to guess? But meaning the worst, right? Second worst. He was the second, second worst player worst. in terms of plus. But it doesn't, I should say that plus minus doesn't, it's, a lot of people really don't like plus minus because it's so contingent on so many things. Like, right. for example, um, what was, what did I hear recently? Like, I mean, a lot of teams, because, you know, you're playing, it depends on who you're playing against. So if you're in the second unit on a team, um, you know, for example, like Andre Iguodala might have like a really good plus minus, like better than a starter on the Warriors potentially because um, he's always playing against the bench players of the other team kind of thing. Uh, but um, right. but it's still, it still, it does mean something like it is mappable to success in some way. It's just not. It's far from perfect. It has a lot of flaws. So I have, I do have a guess. Okay, Britt, do you want to guess first? Andrew Bogut. (laughs) No, not Andrew Bogut, but maybe he was first because it's just the second worst. (laughs) Um, My guess is Isaiah Thomas. No, but you're really close. (laughs) Oh, somebody on the Celtics? Um, well, or the Cavs, I mean, the sorry, the Cavs. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, is it, it can't yeah, be. LeBron it, James had the second be. worst plus minus in the entire NBA in January. That's crazy. That's how bad the Cavaliers are now. <laughs> now, wait, so I have a question. This is fascinating. Are the Cavs worse this year than they always are at this time? 
Well, that's one. That's like that's when one sort of talking point is people like, well, the Cavs do this every single year. Every single year, like there's this whole dramatic thing about how, oh my God, the Cavs sucked it this year. They're not as good. Blah blah blah. And then like they just turn it up in the playoffs. But no, it does seem to be different than past years. I mean, one like clear difference is you know they don't have Kyrie Irving anymore. And right. All of their years of success were sort of underwritten by, you know, Kyrie Irving's like dazzling offensive skills. Um, which, by the way, I'm going to see Kyrie Irving in person um, a week from tomorrow. You're on a uh, good run. See, uh, good run for hoops. I know. What was oh, the and show the other day. Last night I watched um, Russell Westbrook's Oklahoma City Thunder um, play the Washington Wizards, and I'm wearing an Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, Scully right now. Oh, you bought it. Wait, you bought the opposing team's <laughs> yeah. stuff at the Wizard Stadium? I did, because I fucking hate the Wizards. Wow. And I also I also really like Russell Westbrook and the, the Thunder. I, mean, I have a, a love-hate relationship with them, but... Why do you hate the Wizards? They're so boring. They're just they're so joyless. They're a really hard team to watch. Yeah, like, like, they seemed just... like they were, they seemed like they were going to be super exciting. Oh, no, yeah. They started out great at the beginning of the year, and they have like one of the most explosive backcourts theoretically in the NBA in John Wall and Bradley Beal. But they're just not fun. Like they never are fun to look at. It's just really, it's like a slow. It's a weird basketball because John Wall, people say, is the fastest like sprinter in the NBA, um, and he does run fast breaks. But I should add that John Wall yesterday morning. Um, either had a procedure or said that he was about to have a knee, a knee procedure that will keep him out for eight weeks. Oof. So uh, yesterday was the first game he missed, so I didn't see actually John Wall play yesterday. Uh, but he was in the game that I saw um, in November where LeBron scored his all-time uh, most points ever in a game against the Wizards. <coughs> and where, it, <laughs> where were your seats? Uh, what, uh, which game? This one? Yeah. They were, like, not great. <laughs> like, um... I don't know, like second, well, I guess like first mezzanine area, like. Oh, you knew good enough. I don't know, like. What was the halftime show? The halftime show was pretty awesome. Um, they did the same thing last time. They brought out like a bunch of local. I guess they're two different teams, like local like midget basketball teams or whatever, and um, not not like you know, not like little people, but um, you know, like. Oh, oh that's what I thought. <laughs> I just like, no, you know, it's like midget football. Maybe they probably changed the name of that. It's called it's, what's it called now? Like, um, uh, Pop Warner or something. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, but um, it was like six year olds playing basketball, and, <laughs> oh, it, and, and, and it was really wild. And they had like a, like a pretty funny dude live announcing it, and um, well, like all the, it was pretty amazing because all the kids had really good handles. Like, they could dribble really well um, and, like, pass, like, kind of okay, but they didn't make a single shot. <laughs> so it was, like, really dramatic because <laughs> it was 0-0 zero, zero for, like, the entire time, and they were oh. never able to make a shot because they were so little. But, like, a bunch of them took three-pointers and, like, actually like, hit the rim. Like, it was, it was pretty cool. Like, these kids were pretty impressive. It must be so annoying shot. to coach little kids basketball now because they all want to shoot three-pointers, but they're not – they're only, like, three feet tall. Yeah, and, and they're and just – like, <laughs> like I don't know what happened towards the end. It, like, like the adults in charge lost control, and this like one kid ran out there who didn't even have a jersey on. Like he, 
he was like, he was even like a little smaller than the rest of them, but he was really fast. And all of a sudden, the announcer was like, "Whoa, who's that? He's not even on one of the teams." <laughs> he was like, "He's like, but he out here. He don't care. He out here." <laughs> and he, was, he like he stole the ball and like what? and then like all of a sudden it felt like there were like seventeen kids on the court just in like like a like a wild horde because like until that point it had been five on five. Um, and they did like like it, halfway between they did like a, like a hockey substitution where like. Like the full, like both full teams came out, and another, like a second line went in, but then it just broke into chaos at the end. It was all, it was absolutely <laughs> joyful. It, think it was, they planned that out, or it was real that some kid ran out. No, I think they lost control of those kids. <laughs> I think, like, I think there was like so much tension because no shots were made. Like the last one I went to, there were like a lot of shots made, um, but I think like the kids like couldn't contain themselves anymore, and they were just like, "Fuck this! Like, get out there! We're gonna score!" And it just got really crazy. <laughs> And they were just like running around, like sort of tackling each other, and like the refs didn't know like who to call fouls on. It got really wild, and then, then it ended. It was really great. My friend uh, Ryan, his son's on the basketball league, and he's like kids like five or six, and it was really cool over the progression of the season to watch these kids go in and like not really know how to play basketball, and then by the end of the season, like you know they knew how to pass and, and they knew all the like rules, and they're you know they're pretty cool to watch. Yeah. Am I, am yeah these right? kids definitely were like, well, like they they were definitely trained. Like they could dribble yeah. really well. It was it was <laughs> it was really impressive. Um, I'm getting a know. basketball uh, therapist. He's going to teach me um, how to be confident and play basketball. Wow. Does he take insurance? <laughs> um, no, you got paid by pocket. Oh. I, he's a friend of mine, so I think I'm going to I'm going to be like his first client. Um, but because uh, like I was shooting hoops the other day by myself, and I, I do like suffer mental health problems when I play basketball. Like I feel feelings of worthlessness, right. delusions. Right. Like, right. Um, well, if this guy's good, um, send him to Markel Fultz because he needs him. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Markel Fultz, man. He he needs more than a basketball therapist. Yeah. It's That's the thing. This guy is like a therapist. He's like kind of witch doctor. He combines <laughs> it all. He, he was in my graduating MSW class, so he's like therapy and basketball combined. You know, we we would really be remiss if we didn't mention um, the falling of of one of our heroes um, this week. Kevin this Kevin year. Kevin Love. So they made the yeah. movie Love and Basketball. It's true that, that Kevin Love went down, but that's not who I was thinking of. Or John Wall. Yeah, um, like, Blake Griffin? Yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Glass uh, went down in a different way. Actually, the, the, the Blake Griffin press conference is, like, is really fun to watch. I mean, if you're into, like, you know, schadenfreude, like, it's... It's kind of sad. Like he's at this this Detroit Pistons like welcome press conference, and he's just like his face is so tight, and he's just like pursing his lips, and it's just like he's obviously like so unhappy. I mean, I, do you guys know that? Like, sorry, go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say that I read this thing. I'm sure you know about it, Dave. That when the Clippers re-signed him this off season, they like yes. brought him to the Staples Center and built yes. like some kind of maze that he had to walk through, yes. and then he emerged yes. onto the court, and they had a fake like Blake Griffin retired jersey in the rafters and they piped in crowd noise <laughs> to yeah, like convince was, him that he would always be a clipper. It was a this is your life thing. 
And like at each turn in the maze, it was like different points of his life and his career. And then at the end, it was supposed to like be to like you like see into the future, like his jersey being lofted into the rafters of Staples Center. And <laughs> right. no Clippers even had their their jersey retired. And then eight months later, they just traded him, <laughs> right? Like, or like just unceremoniously. <laughs> In fact, they didn't yeah. even inform him. He found out from the press. So something really weird must have happened behind the scenes there. I mean, obviously. Wait, did that just happen? Yeah, it's like yesterday or the day before. Oh, I did not know this. This is breaking. Blake Griffin got traded to the Detroit Pistons. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't know what you were talking about before when you mentioned like press conference with the tight lips. Holy shit! Like he literally went from like eighty degree weather to like minus ten, <laughs> and like <laughs> right. you know from like hanging out with like Kylie Jenner to I don't know hanging out with Insane Clown Posse or something. Except it's, as it's a, not a good as as a team, aren't the Pistons kind of more fun than the Clippers right now to play on? I think that's probably true. Like Andre Drummond is good. He's they have that guy Reggie Jackson. Reggie Andre Jackson is fun. a weird case, but I, he's sort I of like that guy. Fun. But I remember watching him play one game against the Sixers, and I, I I remember being like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's got a a dope name, and I like him. <laughs> yeah, he's streaky, you know, and streaky. yeah, and he's and he's yeah. he's named after Mister October, right? Um, but. Yeah, I mean Reggie Jackson's pretty unreliable, okay. uh, but you know, you know they—they're probably a playoff. Yeah, they're a playoff team for sure. The Pistons. Um, I don't know. My friend Ben Newman, our, our childhood friend who who uh, who used to bite on the the Nintendo controller during during Nintendo Ice Hockey, um, <laughs> he'd flip out and just start. That's actually yeah. was like a pretty good coping skill because at least he didn't like throw it at the TV or you know. No, he did that too. He did that too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, <laughs> those controllers got beat up. But um, he texted me, and, and he was like, I feel like somehow both of these teams lost in this trade. <laughs> and I kind of agree. Like, I think it's like a really bad trade for both teams. Who did the Clippers get? They got Avery Bradley. and um, They got Boban. They got Boban. <laughs> I was imagining got... that like, Boban has to actually like ride a horse all the way to, <laughs> to L.A. <laughs> He has to take some like archaic form of transportation because that guy just seems like he's like six hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he crawled he out of the ocean. Himself. He just looks ancient. Yeah. <laughs> that one um, GIF of of Joel Embiid yeah. like becoming aware of Boban is right. really funny, but also kind of really fucked up. <laughs> I haven't seen it. What's what's happen- What is it? Oh, Google it. Just Google Joel Embiid Boban gif. Okay. I like. There's the a really sh- cute, cute cat hiding under a car, looking at me. Joel Embiid lambing on on uh, Westbrook. Yes. Oh, that shit was crazy. That was really intense. Yeah, he like knocks him down. Yeah. And the best. And the West- those guys. Just you could do that to Westbrook. Like Westbrook's the most. You know, he's like the most powerful. I don't know. Well, Joel Embiid's ten inches taller than him. Like, imagine a dude ten inches oh. shorter than you. You could probably dunk on him. Right. If the if the if the rim were seven feet high. <laughs> yeah. Um, and probably what, like at least fifty pounds. <laughs> oh, bigger. at least at least seventy five pounds, least. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Russell Westbrook's pretty um, skinny. Right. Russell Westbrook's pregame routine is pretty is, is really funny. Like, he just has a private trainer. And for ninety percent of the time he's just getting like stretched and contorted in all sorts of ways by this trainer. And then he'll like he'll like jump up periodically and he'll just he'll run like everyone else on the thunder is in line doing the whole like layup drill thing like you 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 get to shoot one and then you go in the other line the cleanup line where you have to pass it back to everyone and russell westbrook will just run over and go to the front of the side 
that's taking the shots, and then he'll just kind of go back to getting stretched. <laughs> does he have? Does he have friends? No. Yeah. He's, 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 they say he's like definitely alone. He's like a family man and like yeah. a loner. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like. Um, yeah, it seems like things are difficult for him. Yeah, he's, like, he's a. He's like Blair Walsh, kind of. Wait, <laughs> Walsh. our old friend or the former uh, Vikings place kicker? No, our. Oh our, yeah. Our Both friend. your old friend Both. is the former Vikings place yeah. kicker. Yeah. I have to go into a uh, market. Well, I have a minute. It closes at ten. Speaking of, um, yeah, we Blair should probably we'll wrap up pretty soon and, here. He's like friendly and cool and everyone liked Blair but then he, Blair was kind of like a little reticent sometimes and, and you know what I have to say I was disappointed because um, you know I went there to see Russell Westbrook who I've been watching for years and I'm just in awe of and I probably had the worst game I've ever seen him play like he only scored like 12 or 13 points or something it was kind of sad but you know who was really cool was Carmelo Anthony which surprised me because I don't I've never really been that impressed by Carmelo Anthony I've always been sort of like annoyed by him and didn't really understand his appeal, but he's actually, you see him live and you kind of get it. He's like huge and he's actually like really kind of graceful um, Interesting. and also, po- and also powerful. And uh, he had like a pretty awesome dunk at the beginning of the second half. That was cool. And Paul George kind of ripped it, um, but they lost the wizards. The wizards beat them and the wizards were, you know, the wizards without John wall is, is definitely a lottery team. I mean, that, that, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They're in like right. seventh. And they just lost their best player. So to see that, you know, see them beat the Thunder was kind of disappointing. But um, can we go? I have a quick question know. about Carmelo. Was he was he one of the f- like early first players who could like s- like one of those stretch four types that can like <clears throat> is powerful but can he well, shoots a lot of threes, doesn't he? Or like he has a jump shot, right? Yeah. I, well, he's always been more of like a long range two-point shooter and he's got a great post-up game okay um he wasn't really he wasn't a four when he came into the league i, I think he came in as a three okay uh he wasn't like quite so big um now, now, he, now he's pretty huge he's like really bulked up so um i guess they have him playing the four yeah I, um yeah it's stephen adams and yeah i guess he's playing the four okay i don't know so we're kind of in an era four? now where you can uh, shoot tall, tall and you can shoot three-pointers and what's the four? sorry the four? Oh, power forward it's just right. the numbering of the positions, like five is center, four is power forward. So it's like, like the second biggest guy out there. New but we're kind of in an, being tall like that and, and shooting threes. Well, we're kind of in an era now where, um, you know, it's called positionless basketball, where those numbers aren't as important anymore. Because right. um, Paul George was playing some four last year on the Pacers. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what the numbers. I guess Paul George is the three and Carmelo is the four and, and Steven Adams is the five. Steven Adams also is like ridiculously big man like in person when you see Steven Adams walk by the coach of that team yeah. um it's uh, it's yeah. Billy Donovan yeah, it's, Billy it's Don- pretty weird man <laughs> like he's like he's like literally like two of Billy Donovan could fit in in uh, Steven Adams and he's got the kind of hair and facial hair that makes him seem like 6 inches taller than he actually is that's sort of like totally. overall viking the viking look what's his and name he's also a lot more agile than you would think like uh, he, Steven Adams that guy can really move. Like he looks like just like whatever, just like a like a block of flesh. But he, uh, like he, he in warmups, he was doing like some crazy dunks. Like he did a dunk where, like just on the warmup line where he, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like 
like he went up and he took the ball and he like sort of his his legs went spread eagle and he brought the ball like all the way down like below his groin and then back up and dunked it like kind of like a like a slam dunk contest dunk. I was like, whoa! Like you don't you don't see him do that in games, but he's actually crazy agile. I remember yeah, really like oh, transformation sorry. just uh, his look when he started in the NBA till now. Like he really yeah changed. yeah totally. Mike, um, and he's oh, uh, he's Maori. He's like he's like native. It, one of his parents is native uh, native New Zealander. Yeah, oh, weird. I was just going to say that I remember on the the old Westbrook Durant teams. I remember really thinking that he was going to have a kind of breakthrough year. Um, and Who I, I, Adams? Adams, yeah. Um, well, he's broken out now, man. Yeah, yeah. he's even with uh, Carmelo and Paul George there. Like Stephen Adams is kind of like Russell Westbrook's wingman. Like right. he's. Um, He's 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 a delight to watch, man. He's yeah. uh, and I think he's got like the second or third uh, best field goal percentage in the league. So, I mean, all he does is dunk, but um, he's really good at the pick and roll game with, with Westbrook. He's great. I love, well, they've been I playing Adams. together for so many years now. They must have a pretty good rapport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Um, well, look, we've been at this for like uh, approximately seventy-five hours, so we should maybe wind <laughs> down. One more hour. One <laughs> um, more hour. Uh, let's do really quick score predictions for the Super Bowl, and then we'll call it a night. Okay, cool. And we'll cut out that part about the rhyming, part, the, the Brit part. We'll cut out most of what Mikel said I mean, tonight. Yeah. I'll 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 decide if I'm uh, embarrassed or ashamed of saying that. Okay, you don't, <laughs> I mean, you, don't you don't own my shame. Oh, yeah, but there's more point. at stake than your shame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your name. Yeah. You take it out. <laughs> um, all right, who wants to go? Who wants to go first? Who has the best score prediction? Twenty-eight, thirteen. Twenty-eight, thirteen, and the winner. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. Man, I, I don't want to go against the Eagles, but are we trying to pick a, a, what we really think it's gonna be, or are we? Is there another thing to this? You can do multiple predictions if you want. You can do like an emotional prediction. You can do one that's just for me to make me feel better. Um, okay. My one to make you feel better is 45 nothing Eagles. I feel great. That feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, my honest one is... Twenty-one, eighteen, Patriots. Yeah, you know what's interesting is that those two scores are actually kind of the two possible outcomes I can foresee. So I think if it's a close game, that means the Eagles lose. Um, and if the Eagles win, I think they win by like two touchdowns or more. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Sorry, I'm going to mark it now. I think we better. But so, what's your prediction, Mike? Um, I mean, kind of close to yours. I, I think that. Um, like one way it could turn out is that nobody scores that many points, and you know the Patriots win like seventeen to thirteen or seventeen to fourteen, um, or I think it's possible the Eagles put up like more than twenty-eight points, so like you know thirty-one, thirty-one, seventeen, something like that. Um, I really do think that's yeah. possible. Yeah, I'm thinking if it's a high-scoring game, it's it's in favor of the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think the Patriots are going to score a ton of points. Um, I think I, I really do believe if the Eagles get to twenty-eight, they win. That's my that's my feeling. Sorry, I just have one more thing. Yeah. Uh, Be careful out there. Don't eat too much. Don't eat too much. 
I wanted to just give a shout out to Boogie Cousins. I feel really sad for him. I hope he healed. Oh yeah, right. And uh, my heart goes out to him and Rondo. He'll be back. And um, actually, seven I, things. What was I going to say? Um, next week we're talking about college and the college basketball. Yeah. Well, we'll do a right. let's do a follow up Super Bowl episode at sometime next week, and then we'll do a college basketball March Madness preview in February special episode event yes yeah oh um hold on a sec guys okay um like hold on america like hey america hold on yeah hold on america uh yeah i need that sorry what do you think dave's buying uh alcohol oh that's why he's so nervous yeah because he has a fake mustache thanks a lot have a good night (laughs) he has a fake mustache but a real id (laughs) (laughs) um sorry about that america um what were you getting can you edit out the part where i say thanksgiving (laughs) oh i was getting um i was distracted i was actually reading um permits on the street sometimes maybe you haven't noticed i kind of space out on the podcast and I was looking at uh, permits that a restaurant had gotten for um, plumbing, electricity, and construction. And um, just getting, like, super angry that I was having this structure built in my backyard, like, unpermitted at the advice of a corrupt contractor. Because um, uh. permits are actually, like, really cheap. <laughs> and that it could all be legal and, like, on my deed of my house. Well, you know um, what the truth is? This will be our final, the final segment on the on the podcast tonight. The truth is that permits are cheap, but the lines are really long. So I think your contractor is probably right. Like it's not worth. When I had worked down in my old house, my contractor said you can hire someone to go wait in line for you because the lines are so annoying. Like how long? Except, did wait? except that then I've been waiting in line five months for my contractor to actually like finish my place and right. yesterday i actually had to file a uh, lawsuit for a large sum of money right. against my contract and you could have been in line that whole time and been doing it legal yeah i, w- I could have had it built already by like an right. actual like licensed contractor who like did it permitted permitted right. can we do um, make room for houses or real estate because like tiffany and i um might be uh getting something getting a house in so now we could all talk I, about it. I have a lot to say about that. I mean, the mood I'm in right now, I would say just make room for pain would be a good name for that, uh, <laughs> that podcast. Oh, no. Um, all right. But I also Are wanted you- to announce that uh, some people think one of the greatest individual performances in NBA history happened last night. Oh, the James uh, Harden 60-point triple-double. Yeah, we, we'd be remiss. Come on. There's uh, no right. Yeah, all right. James Harden... Sixty point triple double last night. I don't know. He still That's annoys me. Great. He still annoys me. Why does he annoy you? He's so cool. I don't know. He just... He's like, he's got those eyes half shut, and he's like, I scored a sixty point triple double. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and he's in that stupid commercial. That commercial is fucking legendary. It's like commercial? iconic. Oh, was that the thing that you guys were going on about? Uh, I didn't see it. The Adidas commercial. Let, let's create. <laughs> Just nice. cool. Adidas, let, let's create James Harden. That is the wildest, most bizarre commercial I've ever seen. I mean, who wrote that commercial? They're like, the concept for commercial. Let's string together a bunch of cliches 
about creativity and have a bunch of famous people say them right into the camera. I, I think Shia Day has the Adidas account. Oh, really? Do you think yeah. Matt, Matt Kalish made that commercial? <laughs> well, he doesn't work there anymore, but... Oh, Adam Forstats? Doesn't work there anymore either, but... The Forstat two-step? Yeah. It sounds like something they would write, like something kind of like really cheesy like that. When Dame Lillard's like, I gotta strike while the iron is hot, and everyone's like, oh. <laughs> I gotta go watch this now. <laughs> you didn't want... You, you really do. I watched that thing once like ten times in a row because it's just one... It's, I don't know, do you ever come across something where it's, like, it's not like you're hate-watching it exactly, but just like you're confounded by how something was made or what the appeal is of it, or just like... Yeah. It's All one of those for me. Like, I can't stop watching it. Like, I, I've watched that commercial dozens of times. <laughs> <laughs> this right, boggles well- my mind. Um, for homework, us and all of America are going to watch that commercial a bunch of times, and we'll maybe dedicate a whole hour to it next week, or maybe two hours, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, just make sure you find it. Google, let's create, then put, like, I don't know, like, James Harden, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins or something. So it's, like, <laughs> right. it's, like, it's like 20 guys in 